You cover the Champagne and Urbana City Council uh, for the News Gazette. Uh, ben, welcome. I'm sure you're going to have a busy night tonight, just like us. What What are you going to be following tonight? Yeah, I'll be covering uh, city council races for Champagne and Urbana. And yeah, there's several. Or, I mean, Urbana, a lot of their important ones are in the primary, but there's still several open uh, contested seats tonight. Well, uh, you... Uh I guess in the pre-pandemic days would attend council meetings. Now you and I are watching them uh, from our homes on Monday and Tuesday nights. And Michael and I talked about this before we brought you in. The um, The rhetoric at these council meetings in recent months has certainly ratcheted it up a bit. And that's not my attempt to put blame on anyone. That's just the facts. They've been uh, a lot of heated public comment. Uh, I'm just curious, your, your observations there, and I know specifically in Urbana, they've tried to kind of tamp that down. And there's been a little back and forth about how much... Uh, heated public comment are we going to allow what are we going to cut people off yeah um and i've talked with some people in urbana they uh, attribute it to uh moving online uh makes it easier for some people to uh do the public comment um but it also i mean after uh the death of george floyd um and the protests that followed there was a lot of police related public comment um that also uh contributed to that um champagne's a little more smoothly running but they've certainly had their share of uh uh public comment lately too yeah one thing i mentioned uh earlier you know earlier in the, in the show was that you know in the past before the pandemic council members could ha host their own community events where there was just their own event if i'm not saying all of them did that but they had the opportunity to do that and they could meet with residents, they could hash out issues with residents, and you know whether it be at a park or a church or something like that. They, but now they, you know, they can't run into residents anymore because they they're not you know they they because of the pandemic. Mm -hmm. So there's not that opportunity to kind of talk to people and work with people and ahead of a meeting. So then people come on and upset because they're not able to communicate as often or as easy as they they used to do. Uh, do you think that's also played a role and people just are, don't have the access? They can't talk to them after council meetings, you know, walk up to the, to the council member after a meeting and kind of chat with them like they, if they wanted to, could do in the past. So now there's, just, there's not any one-on-one -on -one time with them. I think there's some of that. Yeah, definitely. Um, I've heard that. I mean, yeah, you hear during the meetings about the council member says, oh, I heard this on Facebook or I heard this uh, – uh, and social media, and I'm, that's probably just a function of those becoming more popular, but it's also a function of, yeah, you don't meet as many people in person necessarily. Um, and I'm sure that affects how the council members think and how the public reacts to them. Well, uh, you mentioned it. Police reform and racial justice have been ongoing issues in both Champaign and in Urbana. Uh, in Urbana, I know they're doing an ongoing rewrite of the use of force uh, policy. I know the arrest of Aaliyah Lewis uh, about a year ago this time uh, stemmed from that. And coincidentally, that case just got uh, resolved today. Uh, but uh, you've been following that issue, and uh, I I think it's one that's probably going to continue for some time. I don't think, uh, not not to say that they're dragging their feet, but I think it's going to be a lot more of wrangling and how do we get this to a point where, you know, it's a compromise between police need to do their job versus the residents want some accountability. Yeah, uh, definitely. Hey, you, could, you saw that in their questionnaires. Almost everyone mentioned police, uh, whether it's reform or violence. Um, there's, that's a top topic. And I mean, Urbana is, is piloting its uh, one-door policy this year. Um, we'll see how that goes. I think a lot of people are uh, hoping that 
improves things. And for our listeners who are not familiar, tell us about that. Sure. It's, uh, it'll be, they're partnering with different community organizations to, uh, especially on mental health related calls, they can try to direct calls or direct um, maybe mental health in, uh, professionals to deal with this instead of the police um, as they might be able to have more expertise or maybe help calm the situation better. Um, it's, yeah, they're piloting it this year and Champagne has expressed interest in it as well. So that's certainly something to keep an eye on. We're visiting with Ben Zigerman, city reporter for the News Gazette, on our election night coverage. Uh, over in Champaign, they're dealing with many of the same issues. Uh, but an interesting topic lately has been how to honor the Black Lives Matter movement. Uh, originally, there were plans to paint the words Black Lives Matter on, I believe, Chester Street, north of the city building. And mm -hmm. now that has morphed into a Black Lives Matter honorary street sign that uh, are now up in downtown Champaign. Uh, you know, you watch those meetings just like I did. It was just interesting to see how the dialogue kind of shifted to, well, this might be a good idea. Well, maybe this is a good idea. And then some people, uh, residents and council members alike, kind of leapt in and said, well, wait a minute, is this a good use of money in the first place? Should we be putting this toward programs or something else? So I just thought that was an interesting way all that played out. Yeah, and there were some council members concerned about uh, vandalism, which has happened in other towns. And, um, and, and then when they ultimately voted it down, Clarissa Foreman was very... Uh, upset right. that they just kind of bailed on it um, and went instead with a street sign. Um, and the, Which I mean, is up for 10 years only, then they have to come down. Yeah. Um, and there's they talked about wanting to fund a new program or fund existing programs, but those basically got tabled because they uh, weren't ready for anything that evening. Well, I, I think part of it is just you gotta, you got to come up with an idea on a program that actually is going to have tangible results. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that, that and not making excuses for anyone involved in the, in the process. But, you, I mean, coming up with a, that is going to take some time. You can't do that overnight. And so I think the hope is that they, they – because the street signs don't cost that much money, and in, the, in this, in the grand scheme of things, the city budget, it's like going to Walmart for us. Like they, they didn't right. spend that much money. Uh, are they are they're around a thousand? I think I think I saw that number. I don't know if I remember because I read it, but it I mean, was negligible. Yeah. yeah, it's negligible. And so so, I think that could take time. And do you, are you sensing from the city a commitment to try to do something like that in a tangible way moving forward? This is just maybe step one of the process. I think they recognize that issues of racism and police reform are issues that they want to address. Um, I don't have a good sense of how exactly they want to do it. I think it, they're certainly interested in the one-door policy that Urbana is trying. And then, I mean, just with respect to murals, they're interested in that program or in the mural project right. that uh, Visit Champaign County and some other organizations are planning. Um, so we'll see where that goes. Yeah, I think that personally would be a pretty cool thing to see if that were to come to fruition. A, a heritage walk is what they're mm -hmm. calling it with murals and other exhibits uh, honoring African-American culture in Champaign. Uh, we're visiting with Ben Zigerman of the News Gazette on our election night coverage here on DWS. Polls, by the way, close at the top of the hour in 21 minutes. And as a reminder, if you are in line, you can vote. If you're in line by 7, you can vote and you can get your ballot to those drop boxes by 7. If you get it in there by 7, then it is counted.
Uh, Savoy Home Rule, I don't know how closely you've been following that, but uh, that's uh, certainly an issue that mm-hmm. uh, is going to affect Savoy one way or the other. They're either, uh, it sounds like, going to have a gas tax to repair some roads, or they're going to have to uh, go back to uh, to Plan B to, to maybe try to do that in some other infrastructure issues. But uh, I don't know, Home Rule is kind of a topic that a lot of people don't know about, but anytime it comes up, it usually gets a lot of people out, I think. Yeah, I mean, it's... Uh... It's about, I mean, it's a, it touches on taxes and size, size of government and local power. Um, and yeah, I think, I mean, trustee John, Jen Carter Nickham has brought this up a few times in the past and now it's finally on the ballot. All right. Was it on the ballot in the past? Maybe. Or? I don't believe so. Don't quote me on that <laughs> listeners, mm-hmm. but, um, I don't think so. It has, okay. I don't think it has been in my time here. I'm yeah. pretty sure my time here has not been on the ballot in Savoy. So, yeah, this will be an interesting. I'm yeah. I'm curious to see which way. Well, and with the gas tax possibility, if it does pass, and they have the ability to institute a gas tax, which Champaign Urbana both have done because of the home rule. Since I've been here, where they raised the gas tax, uh, that obviously was a hot button issue, and Urbana did a, a big study on it because you know with Danville and, and their gas tax over there and other commu- similar sized communities and. It obviously generates a lot of response when you're talking about raising gas taxes. And now as we just, you know, a few steps out our front door here, mm-hmm. it's two ninety nine a gallon. People are <laughs> not very happy about the gas prices right now. But I would say what I noticed, um, I, th- I think they've tried to get Champaign-Urbana tried to get their gas tax at about the same level when they raised them. I, I have to look up to see if they are right now. But uh, I didn't notice a significant difference at times from Urbana to Champaign in terms of gas station prices and gas prices. So I don't know how much an effect it'll have because a, a gas stations get these little gas station wars where they want to have the prices right. like pretty close together. So uh, I guess it'll, it'll if they do pass this tonight and then the Savoy Village Board does put a gas tax in place, it remains to be seen how much it'll affect people at the pump actually. Right, and I think that was uh, Jan Carter Nickham's argument is that Savoy is not getting the benefit of lower gas yep. prices, even though we don't have the taxes on it. Um, and to be clear, the gas tax, I don't want to confuse yes. our listeners. <laughs> that, that is not on the ballot tonight. It is simply a, home rule. But the supporters of home rule had said that uh, step one is to get home rule passed, and then they will try to get a gas tax. Uh, easy for me to say, gas tax passed, tongue twister, <laughs> in Savoy. Uh, just a few more minutes left here with uh, Ben Zigderman of the News Gazette. Uh, these elections, you've covered them before, these uh, local, I believe it's called the consolidated elections, uh, obviously turnout is way lower than mm-hmm. we would see for a presidential race, for uh, a gubernatorial race. Uh, just curious, uh, your observations, you know, why do you think that is, despite the fact that these are the people that set the local policy? Um, I mean, it, yeah, I, when you don't have the big names on there, it's it's hard to get people motivated. I mean, when just when talking with people, I, a lot of people don't even know who their local alder person is or their ward representative. Um, a lot, I feel like a lot of people don't even know what the townships are. Um, so there's just a lot of people aren't as knowledgeable about local politics and just the structures, which there are a lot of different local levels of government, levels of government so right um and yeah it, it yeah there's lots of reasons but yeah I, I mean a lot of it with the student vote they're only here for a few years sure so they 
this might not affect them once they leave the community. And some of them may not even be here right, right. now because online classes. Right. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure the pandemic's not helping turn out. No. Yeah, I remember uh, back when Gordy Halton was Champaign County clerk, and, and he gave a quote to us on our election night coverage saying, the one thing that would drive out people the most is an engaged candidate. You know, if you have someone who is willing to literally knock on every door and hand out literature, you know, you mentioned people not knowing who their representatives are or how the levels of government work. Uh, I don't know if you guys have an opinion. In my opinion, it's up to the elected officials themselves to go out and educate the public. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I was just talking with someone yesterday about, or yeah, I think yesterday or Monday about how they had two candidates knock on their door over the weekend. Um, and that got them to check up on them and see who who to vote for. So there's something to that. Yeah, I usually get a ton of mailers, but the, usually it's the November elections, mm-hmm. you know, whether it be governor or president. Uh, I got some mailers uh, from, from a city council representative trying to uh, get elected to the city council here in Champaign. Um, but I don't think anybody knocked at my door. I'm trying to think of I don't think anyone stopped. Maybe one time, maybe this, this election cycle, but I'm not, maybe maybe it was the primary. It's, it's just very quiet. I, I yard signs. I mentioned this to Tim earlier in the show. Like I haven't seen hardly any of those, at least in my route where I drive around town. I'm, I'm sure there are some in different places, but so there's less yard signs. It kind of goes along with Tim was saying that you know it's up to the candidates uh, to get the word out about the election and to, to get to drive the vote because people you know, busy with their lives. I mean, so this is, and I haven't seen a lot of the stuff that we, in November. I saw signs all over the place. Some of those signs are still up, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> and it was, I mean, the legal women voters does a great job. Yes, with its, they do. Uh, debates, but it's hard when that's not in person too. Right. I think yep. it just, that doesn't get as much attention as it normally would. Thanks yeah. pandemic. Cer- yeah, yeah. So yeah, certainly this is what the, I think the third election now for COVID cause the, uh, well, no, it's fourth cause we've gone through two election cycles. Mm. The, yeah, the primary uh, this year. The, yep. the primary this year, and now we're in the general, and then the previous one uh, would have been March, November, and yep. now we've got uh, the election cycle for February and now April. So, yeah, this is our fourth election uh, in a pandemic. Hope we're out of this soon. Uh, ben, we got to let you go. Thanks so much. And uh, news-gazette.com and in the print edition is where we can find your stuff. Oh, thank you. All Thanks, right. Ben. That is Ben Zigderman of the News Gazette. It is 6.30.